That's right. We got the power live back in action, toe tapping, patiently waiting for the NFL to happen. This is the Power 32 podcast with your host, Jason Fearman, a.k.a. the Sports Prophet. And this show is proudly presented by the Third and Three Podcast, baby, and brought to you by Beer Drop, amongst other things on Third and Three Podcast. Great deals, Beer Drop, Meatworks, and especially Reebok. Got some sick deals going on right now. Check it out. Yo, thank you for joining me today. It's all about the 49ers, baby. A little NFC West also, but really more predominantly about Trey Lance. You know, it's going to be a quick, opinionated podcast, maybe 10 to 15 minutes, depending upon my rambling. So for you diehard NFL heads out there, and especially United fans, let's freaking go. Let's get it on. I got some stuff to talk about, and I would love to get your reactions after. Again, this is mostly a podcast um, that you guys are going to be listening to after. Not really a live show right now, but I did get a few questions um, you know, through Twitter. So I'm going to read them off and go through that in a bit. But um, yeah, I need to make things very, very clear with this comparison between Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo and educate folks why the 49ers made the right move. It's really important that you guys understand why we're doing this. And there are some people who were stuck on Jimmy G and yes, he did win. He won with a great team and we're going to get into that. But um, yeah, there are people who are still stuck on Jimmy G and think that he should be, you know, the starting quarterback. Anyway, hey, listen, that new intro by you, uh, that you saw, by the way, William Phillips, man, at Willie P85. You got to follow this guy. He's great. And uh, damn, I mean, he did the third and three podcast intro, which is freaking amazing. This was like a rough draft, but I wanted to show it anyway. I mean, this guy did this in like two seconds. Like, I, I love it. It's amazing. So William Phillips, big shout out to you, bro, for putting this all together for third and three and for power 32. You're doing a lot of great work, man. And I can't wait to see the final cut, bro. Can't wait to check it out. So. Yeah, we're going to get into things right away. Um, I'm going solo over here, but like I say, I got some questions from you guys. So I'm very excited to get into that, amongst other things. And again, this is 49ers Action, baby. This is Power 32 podcast, but we're giving you the 49er forecast, as I will be doing all throughout the season. And I want to start with Jimmy G, and I want to start just with his stats. And look, I will be the first guy to tell you that stats do not tell the entire story. His best stat is his winning percentage, and to me, that's the best one you can have. But it can be skewed when you look at, you know, guys like, you know, I, there are extreme examples like Trent Dilfer, you know, winning a Super Bowl when he was at an average quarterback, if you even want to go that far. You know, Ben Roethlisberger winning his first one when he was only in his second year. He didn't really do much. So there are plenty of examples um, of really good teams that have won. Even the Chicago Bears. I mean, yeah, they had Walter Payton, but Jim McMahon was their quarterback. And anybody will tell you that Jim McMahon was a middle-of-the-road quarterback, certainly not a Hall of Famer. So I want to go over his stats, though, real quick and and kind of juxtapose that into everything that I'm really talking about here. So Garoppolo, he gets to the Niners in 2017. So let's buzz through this. He started only five games, but they won all five of them. Seven touchdowns, five interceptions. So, again, doesn't tell the whole story over there. But you know what? Five and oh. Okay, great. But, again, not a whole year. So in 2018, he tears his left ACL in week three done for the season and over gone 2019 comes around where he does have his best year as the 49ers quarterback. And they went to the Super Bowl that season, almost despite Jimmy Garoppolo being their, <laughs> their quarterback, a lot would say that. And I'm one of them. Um, if anything, he held us back, but you know what helped us get there, no doubt. And we were even close to winning it. And had he thrown it a little bit better of a pass to Emmanuel Sanders, then maybe we're talking about a Super Bowl championship and Trey Lance maybe never gets drafted. But things happen the way they did. That regular season, he had 27 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. That's good. 
nothing mind blowing, like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. This is perfect, you know, game manager type stuff. But 27 touchdowns, no, I'm not knocking it. That's pretty good. Almost 4,000 yards. But in today's game, you feel like everybody's going for 4,000 yards. 4,500 yards is almost like a minimum type of thing. Um, but that's what he had anyway in 2019. That was his best season, throwing nearly 70%. And uh, things were just really clicking that year. Again, we were a running team as we've always been. And he was able to work off of that really well. In 2020, he gets injured again. They go three and three in the six games that Jimmy Garoppolo did start. And he only threw again for seven touchdowns and five picks. And that's in six games. That's not good. You know, limited play, but that, that, that's a problem. So we're talking about a touchdown a game, 1.2 touchdowns a game, and almost an interception a game. That's unacceptable. Uh, 2021 comes around, and Garoppolo definitely did a little bit better. Um, certainly had a lot of shaky moments that I can go through. But, um, my goodness, he made a lot of mistakes in the field, guys. And all of last season, he missed wide-open wide receivers. I think about that Tennessee Titan game where Kyle Juszczyk was wide open and throwing interceptions in the end zone when Debo was right there, right? Look, Brandon Ayuk waving his arms in the back of the end zone for like 45 minutes until Jimmy G finally sees him. You know, Garoppolo, he's got his issues, man. I mean, again, missing wide open receivers. He's got his problems with reading coverages. He doesn't get to it quick enough. He holds on to the ball a little bit too long. Um, you know, it's really obvious that he's had trouble going through not only just his progressions, but as numerous wide receivers are running free, he fails to see them. And this is an example I'm going to bring up in a minute. You know, Jimmy never looks their way. It's like, okay, I have to go here. I have to go there. Almost like a mechanical sort of robot. Um, and he doesn't see the field. You know, you got to be able to read the field and see the field. And he doesn't that well. He gets locked in too much on his first and second receiver. And then he'll hold the ball and pray that something happens. And a lot of times he'll throw up some garbage pass. And we don't have a lot of 50-50 wide receivers out there. You know, guys who are going to jump and catch it. Um, you know, again, and Jimmy, again, eight, nine and six as a starter uh, last year. He missed a couple of games, so there's your 15 games of 17-game season. So he was a 9-6 as a starter. Lance went 1-1, one and one, obviously. Um, so he had that calf injury in week four against Seattle, and then in week 16 he gets hurt again against the, the Titans, the game I'm talking about, where he suffered a fracture in his thumb and then a tear in his right thumb uh, against Tennessee, and that was obviously not a good look. That was a bad game. We did end up making it to the playoffs, of course, but – that would have solidified things and maybe even a confidence booster going through, even though we didn't make it to the NFC championship. But we'll talk a little bit more about that as I go through over here. Um, it was an ugly, ugly loss for the 49ers that game against the Titans. I'll never forget it. But last year, Garoppolo, again, to close it out with his stats, 3,800 yards, 20 touchdowns, 12 picks. Again, stats don't tell the whole story, but playing on the field tells a lot. Me just watching the game every single snap the man has taken as a 49ers quarterback and then some with the Patriots, obviously. Never been impressed. Never been impressed. Have I rooted for him? Absolutely out of control because he's a 49er. I'm rooting for him, obviously. But right now we got a new guy in town and we gave up a lot to get this guy. Jimmy G's best season as a pro is an average season for a lot of quarterbacks, or maybe a little bit above average. And again, in 2019, he did pretty good. 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns, 13 picks. That's not bad at all. That's pretty good. It's not great. It's far from being an MVP or anything like that. So I don't like when people get carried away where he's a winner, he's a winner. The team is a winner. 
The organization are winners. Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, those are winners. Our defense, Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw, Nick Bosa, those are winners. Fred Warner, those are winners. Those are the guys who win. Trent Williams up front, Mike McGlinchey on the right-hand side. Those are winners. Debo Samuel, winner. George Kittle, winner. Jimmy Garoppolo, basically along for the ride, and I can't emphasize it enough. And now I really want to get into and dig deep into the reason why Garoppolo's not the guy, and hopefully we do. I'm not going to sit here right now and tell you that Trey Lance is the answer at quarterback. I don't know yet, but I will tell you this. The potential that he has completely and totally outweighs by far, by absolutely leaps and bounds far, okay, than what Jimmy Garoppolo has. I want to say what's up, hey, Selmo, what's up, man? Been a long time. The Rams, the team to beat, ah, bro, I don't want to go there. Will the Giants offense wake up this year? Yeah, they can deviate from the Niners from a second, bro. Um, I will go there with you, bro. It's really good to see you, Selmo, by the way. Um, Wow. Will the Giants offense wake up? Uh, Yeah, Brian Dable will have some things going on for them this year. It'll be a little bit different. Um, They'll get some mixed plays in there. I think Saquon Barkley will be healthy, so that's going to help out a lot. Uh, You hope he stays healthy. As far as Daniel Jones goes, whether or not he's the quarterback, it could be Tyrod Taylor. Um, but how much worse can they get, to be honest with you? But, you know, also they got to keep guys healthy on offense. And you know, I hear you saying that the Rams are the team to beat. I beg to differ, my friend. I got to tell you, as far as the L.A. Rams go, uh, people think they got better. I'm not so sure. No more Von Miller and you bring in Bobby Wagner. Maybe that's an even swap. You want to call it that. Some people say Von Miller is better. But OBJ is out, who looked like he could have been the MVP of the, of the Super Bowl last year before he got hurt, right? And now you bring in Allen Robinson, who barely caught any passes last year because Justin Fields didn't look for him. But Allen Robinson is a really good wide receiver, so um, I'll give credit over there. Uh, but um, overall, I'm really not too impressed with what they did. And if Stafford's going to keep throwing interceptions like that, um, I, I, you know, I'm not really not that worried about the Rams. The 49ers handled them really well there. Uh, Mr. Brooks held them really well. Uh, they only, that lost that NFC Championship game, but could have won it had Jakarski Tart held on to the ball. So there's no question, man. But um, yeah, no, the Rams, they'll be around. They'll be around. But Stafford's going to have to cut back on them picks if they want to be for real. And that's the NFC West right there. It's really the Niners and the Rams. I don't believe the Cardinals are a team that you have to mess around with and have to worry about because, you know, Hopkins going to be out for a while. Kyler Murray did get his contract. So at least that is a relief off his shoulders. Will he play better or worse? I don't really know. That remains to be seen. But they don't have much of a running game to speak about. Chase Evans has gone to Miami. Uh, John Sean Connor, um, you know, the Terminator kid. Obviously, he's going to be doing a lot of goal line action. How well he's going to do between the 20-yard lines? Mm, I really don't know. Marquise Brown, their top wide receiver as of now, along with Zach Ertz and, and Christian Kirk on to Jacksonville. I, I don't really see good things for Arizona and Seattle. They don't have a quarterback. And they don't really have that good of a defense, and they don't have a really good offensive line either. So that's not a team I'm really freaking out about. <laughs> you know, I think the 49ers will be in pretty decent shape, and that's what I'm trying to get to right now, is that they will be in decent shape. And it's going to take a little bit for them to get there, but they're going to get there, all right? The 49ers gave up three first-round picks for Trey Lance. You don't just do that, like, let's take a shot on this kid. You don't do something like that. They saw plenty in him that they liked, that they wanted, and they were like, you know what? We like this kid. Let's give him the playbook. Let's see what he does. Let's see if he can pick it up. Let's see if he knows the plays. So on and so forth. They did this a couple of times before the draft, and they end up drafting Trey Lance. And he sits basically last year, except for a couple of spot starts when 
Garoppolo was hurt and Trey Lance came in on a couple of uh, gimmicky plays, if you want to call them that, you know, just to get him familiarized with the team and give him the football a little bit, let him be involved in the action. But now it is his football team. So no pressure there. But yeah, there's certainly pressure. You're the third overall pick and the 49ers are counting on you to be the next Montana, Steve Young, you know, wherever you want to go with that. Uh, that's really hard to do. It really is. Even Alex Smith, guy did great for us, you know, more toward the end. Oh, my God, but if we could have got Aaron Rodgers in that draft. Guys, I'm never going to live that down. The 49ers picked Aaron Rodgers instead of Alex Smith. And I love you, Alex Smith. I really do. But Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. Can you imagine how many Super Bowls the 49ers would have right now? I mean, could we get real about that for a second? They would <laughs> They have probably 10 Super Bowls right now. Past Pittsburgh, past Dallas, past the Patriots, past everybody. Come on. <clears throat> Let's take a sip of my coffee over here. So, I'm going to get to these questions in a couple of minutes, but here's the thing about Trey Lance, guys, and really understand what's going on. Going back to Garoppolo for one brief second, he couldn't make these type of plays, and everybody's looking at the play from, uh, you know, the game that was on a couple of nights ago with Green Bay, where Trey Lance connected with our rookie Danny Gray, who looks really good and really fast, and I hope that he's a part of the offense and becomes that deep threat, but that's another story for another day, and I'll get into that. Uh, more on the Power 32 podcast and with my folks and my co-host on 3rd and 3. But um, that throw right there is different than what Jimmy G does. Jimmy G would probably throw it behind him, throw it closer to the sideline, or maybe not even throw the ball at all because he doesn't have that confidence or even the wherewithal to do that. Lance did it sitting tight in the pocket, standing straight up in the pocket, not deviating, not flurrying his legs, not doing it. He stood right up. And he made that throw, and it was freaking beautiful. It was freaking gorgeous. Great throw. I'm not freaking out about the throw. What I'm freaking out and happy about is that we have the potential to do this every single game. That's what I'm excited about. He brings that extra dynamic, not just with his legs, but with his arm and his accuracy. Did he miss Danny Gray on a different throw earlier on the sideline? He absolutely did. He let the ball sail on him a little bit. But he's going to learn from that. Those things will happen. Brian Greasy's our new quarterback coach, and believe it or not, even though he wasn't a great quarterback and certainly not as good as his dad, uh, Bob Greasy for the Dolphins, who went, uh, you know, that famous 14 and 17 and 0 team. Excuse me. So Greasy's working really well with Trey Lance from everything I hear. I'm on the other side of the country. I wish I could be there, but I really know as much as I possibly can. And I'm hearing really great things. So Lance improving in every aspect as a quarterback um, from taken in the playbook to reading and reacting on the field. And yes, he's going to use his legs and we want him to not go crazy and start running and taking off after your first or second progression. That's not the kind of quarterback he is. He's going to go through his reads. He's going to figure it out. All right. But if he needs to run and grab five, six, seven, eight yards to get a first down, do it. I mean, why not? Just don't get hurt. And he did a good job uh, the other night where he slid and you got to pray to God that the defensive man is not going to be like, you know, I'm going to take this freaking guy's head off anyway. You got to chill with that. So I don't want to see that in the NFL. I don't like that dirty play, but he slid. He did the right thing. He's, again, a smart kid. And I know he hasn't played a lot of football, and that's why he needs to play some preseason. Not a whole lot, but get him in there a little bit. And in the first few weeks, like I said, the first six games, it's really not that tough where we play teams like Atlanta and Carolina. Yeah, there are the, the Rams in there, but we got Chicago. Uh, in the first game. And, and th that's great. You know, that's a good way to start off. It will get a little tougher at the end of the season. There's no doubt about it. 
when we play like the Raiders and the Chiefs, we got Broncos, so we do have some tough games. But it'll build character going into the playoffs, and I do believe the 49ers are a playoff team, okay? I really do. Um, I want to get more on this trans, but let me, let me answer some of the questions that you guys are so gracious to put out. And let me just check Twitter real quick. I don't think there's any more. But uh, Tyler McGurk, my boy over here, he said, rank the 49ers weapons. Hmm. Like basically compared to the rest of the league. You know, so I don't have any time to go over this. So I don't have any time to go over anything. But I'd say they rank somewhere between the Dolphins and the Rams, meaning like the Dolphins maybe have more weapons if we're even thinking of like like a fantasy aspect, I think the Dolphins have a lot of weapons. The Bucks are another team like that that have a whole bunch of weapons. Um, the 49ers, yeah, they got Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, Elijah Mitchell. Maybe this kid Gray will be really good. Trey Lance, again, he can score touchdowns with his feet. So that's going to help out like even just fantasy-wise. So we're talking about offense and the fact that um, – you know, they still will always be able to seemingly be able to run the ball and do a pretty good job that way. Yeah, they're, I would say they're top 10. I think they're better than the Rams. You know, Stafford, okay, I get you. Cam Akers, I would say it's a pretty much wash with Elijah Mitchell. And, you know, it all depends who's going to stay healthy longer. That's a big part of it. But Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup, probably better than Debo and Ayuk. Yeah, I'll give you that. But Debo is unbelievable. There's no doubt. And Allen Robinson, we'll see how many numbers or big numbers he puts up. And the Niners maybe have the edge at tight end over there. So, you know, if I look around the league a little bit and see, you know, where they're ranking at the Chargers, they probably have better offensive weapons. Um, even still the Chiefs at this point, probably better offensive weapons. The Bills, closer than you think, because Buffalo doesn't have much of a running game to speak of. Uh, they do have a nice tight end, Dawson Knox also, and Stephon Diggs is a top five wide receiver. But Debo's a top seven at worst. So it's not like we're really getting crazy over there. Uh, trying to think of some others. Um, not more than the Ravens, even though Lamar Jackson is a, a fantasy team all by himself. Uh, trying to think of some others. No, not the Packers anymore. Like I said, the Raiders may be in there with Waller, Jacobs, and... Um, and Devontae Adams now over there, so you can kind of throw them in a little bit. And just trying to think of maybe a couple other ones that could belong, not Arizona. Maybe the Saints, actually. That would probably be a good one. That'll make my friend, uh, my co-host, Damien, very happy. Um, not just really Jameis Winston. That's not it. It's more about Alvin Kamara. And if Michael Thomas is going to come back healthy and what kind of rookie Chris Olave is going to be and how Jarvis Landry is going to fit into the offense, you know, things like that. So... That could be an interesting one also. And, you know, Atlanta's got some good ones, too. I saw Drake London, even though he got a little banged up. Um, he looked pretty good for a while. And Kyle Pitts, it does not look like a tight end. He looks like a wide receiver. But uh, it, that could be pretty good. It's just who's going to throw him the ball. How's that all going to work out? All right. So let's get back to another one real quick. What will the 49ers record be this season? Asked by Brian A. Brian A. That's all I got. Brian, I'm going with 10 and 7. I was thinking about 9 and 8, but again, I'm thinking that the Niners, the more they go along in the season, if they can start out with like a 5 and 3, 6 and 4 type record, then I can see them ending up with 10 wins. And I think they can do it. And again, I think they'll get better as the year goes on. But health is such a concern. So, you know, that, that's like a cop out to keep bringing up, a, you know, something like that. So I'm not going to go with all the health concerns, Brian A. But um, what their record will be, I would say 10 and 7 most likely, which would probably make them a playoff team, especially in the NFC. So that would be interesting. Which player will stand out as Stevie Crease? Stevie Crease, what's up, man? 
Um, which play will stand out on offense and defense? Defense, I'm going to go Javon Kinlaw right away. I like Javon Kinlaw. I think that he's going to stand out. Uh, Big-time year he's going to have coming back off of that injury. I think that he's going to show why we drafted him so high. I believe he was a seventh overall pick a couple of years ago. So that would be nice on D. I'm going to pick him um, because Eric Armstead I do worry a little bit, and we got Nick Bosa on the other side. So, if you know, them working together in tandem, it's going to be hard to double both of them. So I think Javon Kinlaw have a lot of batted balls this season. He did in the preseason. Drake Jackson, oh, my gosh, I hope he comes back healthy. Wow. All right, so on offense, um, it's a little tough because we saw Elijah Mitchell bust out last year. I would think that Brandon Ayuk is coming into his own more and more the more we see him, so that's getting pretty exciting. Um, I think we're going to have more options at wide receiver when you look at, you know, what Danny Gray did and bringing in Ray Barry McLeod, and, of course, we got Debo. So maybe that leaves Ayuk in a lot of one-on-one situations, so maybe he would be the guy. Maybe he'd be the guy. Good question. And I appreciate those right there. All right. If I'll try to check my Twitter to see if there's any more, but um, I like those three questions right there. Good job. All right. So getting back to the meat of everything. So in the last five minutes over here, just to really drive home the point, or at least make an attempt to drive home the point why, um, excuse me, why Trey Lance is the guy. The throws that Jimmy can't make, Trey can. It's really that simple. He's got a stronger arm. He can throw further harder, and more accurate, to be honest with you. I've seen Garoppolo sail balls way too many times. Things don't look good. It gets me sick. It really does. I'm watching TV, and I just really want to throw up all over myself. I can't stand it. So I know that Trey Lance has already got a better arm and more accurate than Jimmy. Great. Because watching Jimmy throw the ball can be painful at times. It really can. Probably more painful than his shoulder. Uh, Jimmy can't extend plays with his legs. No athleticism with that kid, like, whatsoever. It's ridiculous. You know what? Trey can that adds a huge dynamic where defenses have to try to plan for, but more like panic for. And again, Lance can come and take off whenever he wants. And again, I don't think he's going to be that type of guy where he's just going to take off. But if it's open, go get it, man. Go get it. Trey can pick up extra yards with his feet, whereas Jimmy Garoppolo is a flat-out statue in the pocket. Today's NFL is evolving. It's not just a passing game. It's the quarterbacks being athletic and being able to add that run dynamic, which Trey has and Jimmy just doesn't. Jimmy doesn't. Trey adds that extra dynamic to the ground game that Kyle Shanahan loves and revolves his whole offense around. RPOs are going to look a lot different with Lance's ability as an athletic quarterback. Teams are going to have a tough time picking up the ball. The more they practice it, they'll be able to run the ball with Mitchell or Sermon, or whoever's back there, they'll be able to throw the ball, Lance, or Lance can even take off. The endless possibilities in Kyle Shanahan's offense with a quarterback like Trey Lance has got to make him just get geeked up every single time he looks at his playbook and adds another 10 plays because of what Lance can do and Garoppolo cannot. Garoppolo did the best he could do, and that just simply wasn't enough with a great team surrounding him. Put a guy like Trey Lance in there and get him some experience. I'm thinking Super Bowls big time over the next five to six years can really happen. Okay. I uh, don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but, you know, Jimmy G cannot make those plays to lead his team down the field. He had a couple of nice fourth quarter comebacks. He did. I watched him. I seen him. But I've seen him screw up a lot more in the fourth quarter than make fourth quarter comebacks. Okay. So I'd rather see somebody who's going to do a good job and who I have more confidence in in the fourth quarter. If we're down by four points and need a touchdown, I'm more confident that Trey Lance 
can make things happen. Again, I haven't seen as much of Trey Lance. This is more based off of potential and knowing what, again, Garoppolo cannot do. This is more about what Garoppolo can't do than what Trey Lance can. Garoppolo cannot get this team over the hump, and we should be over the hump. We should be one of the best teams in the NFL, hands down. That's really the truth. Should be one of the best teams in the NFL, hands down. And because of Garoppolo, we have not been. All right. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just the truth. And most competent 49 fans will tell you that. All right. The defense is also going to benefit from this. You know, like going with Trey Lance, instead of winning with Garoppolo 20 to 17 and eking games out and freaking out and hoping that Robbie Gold is going to hit a uh, field goal at the end of the game, instead of 2017, we're going to win games 34 to 17. And the defense is going to benefit from that. It's going to be more consistent. The Niners' offense is going to be more explosive because of the potential. Too many times I've seen Garoppolo go three and out, and bum, 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 bum. Back comes the defense on the field right away, and they will get tired, and they will get pissed. They want Trey Lance. They all do. Right now, Jimmy Garoppolo is the fourth-string quarterback, if you looked at the depth chart for the 49ers. That tells you everything right there. Obviously, they're trading him. So that's a done deal. We're moving on. So any 49er fan that has an issue with this, Get over it. We're going with Trey Lance, and that's the end of the story. You want to wish Jimmy G good luck? Bye. Good luck. Good luck. Thank you. But now, no thank you. All right? So Trey Lance is going to extend drives with all these other attributes. The 49ers offense has been mediocre at best, except for the play of a few, like Debo, Elijah Mitchell last year, Kittle when he's healthy, and God, we need that guy healthy because he makes us that much more dynamic. Mediocrity is not going to cut it anymore. It's not. Not going to cut it anymore because you know what? We've been this close in the past three, four years, and now it's time. It's time. All right. So my thinking is that Garoppolo couldn't go win us a game when the defense is having an off day or the running game isn't working out. Garoppolo's not going to pick up the slack. Trey Lance can. Trey Lance can make those off-schedule plays. He can turn something into nothing. He can hit receivers down the field. Lance opens up so many possibilities in Kyle Shanahan's offense, including taking more chances downfield. Downfield, we don't do that. It's time to start doing more of that. Open up the offense, get defenses scared, keep them on their toes. You get more of the secondary back and linebackers are dropping back. Guess what? Lance and Elijah Mitchell, do that damage. Do that damage, baby. And Kyle Shanahan is going to be frothing at the mouth at this. I am telling you, by week six, I think this offense is going to start taking off. It's going to be gorgeous, and I just can't wait. I, I, I can't wait. So many possibilities, I'm telling you, so many. Um, also, with Trey Lance, you know, again, that beautiful pass, I think it's just a microcosm of what we're going to see. I hope Danny Gray does get involved in the offense. It'd be nice to see him stretch it down the field. I immediately tweeted out after that. I said, this is why. After he completed that touchdown pass to Danny Gray, I said, this is why we're going with Trey Lance and not Jimmy Garoppolo, basically because Jimmy cannot make that throw. Now, I won't mention the person's name because when the quote-unquote argument <laughs> concluded, we ended up following each other and everything is cool. So, um, you know, I'm not trying to rag on this guy. And again, that's why I'm not going to mention his name. But he sent me a video of Garoppolo completing a pass on third and long in a crucial situation. Well, what happened was is that Garoppolo didn't even read the play well because I believe it was Emmanuel Sanders coming off the line, and he was open after his first step off the line. So Garoppolo completely underthrew him while he was actually getting hit, so under, you know, also understandable. But the point was is that 
he didn't see him wide open. Forget about progressions and reads. You got to be able to read the defense as well and understand that you got a slot guy who's running scot free. And he, wait, I mean, shoot, it looked like it took four seconds watching it on film. Garoppolo could have got that ball out a lot quicker and it would have been a touchdown. Instead, again, I think it was Sanders who had to turn around and catch the ball and fall on his butt and get tagged by the secondary. So it was almost like proving my point for me. That's what I'm saying. Lance led Gray. Led Gray, who's extremely fast, led him. That's why he scored a touchdown, because momentum stayed. And that was my point. So, you know, there are some out there who believe, again, like I said earlier, Jimmy G is a better option than Trey Lance. And, again, I understand winning, and winning percentage means a whole lot. But juxtapose that to, like, a winning percentage for a Major League Baseball pitcher. I'd rather look at ERA and his whip, you know. I want to know how many earned runs he gives up. I want to know how many guys he allows on base. Not how many guys, not not, be, not him go throw a, per, a great game like a Jacob DeGrom for my Mets or Felix Hernandez back in the day who won the Cy Young with only like 12 wins. And they, they gave it to him because his ERA was ridiculous. Those are the things you have to look for. All right, so a weird juxtaposition. I'm trying to make some sense out of that for you. So, you know, we'll find out about all this stuff. Again, I don't expect Lance to come out and be Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying he's going to do that. It's not going to be Holmes in Kansas City, although I would love it. I don't think he's going to light it up day one, but I do expect him to get better gradually each week more film study more play more hits more everything more football that's it the kid's football player he's a quarterback let's go we'll see it we have to have a little patience and i'm fine with that i'm fine just not too long all right because we're a team that's ready to go and if we can get hot enough all right we can actually win the super bowl so again i'm just being real the 49ers are in a great position financially also with all the players on the roster for the most part uh, yeah, they're going to have to pay Nick Bosa. Um, they already paid Debo, as we know. But Trey Lance, we don't have to pay for a couple of years, two or three years or whatever. So <laughs> let's try to get one in there while we can. Um, yeah, the 49ers, man, they haven't won the whole thing since 1994. I was 14 years old, man. I was The 1994 season, I should say. I was 14, and I've been thirsting for another championship. Kaepernick couldn't get it done, came close. Jimmy couldn't get it done, came close. Even Alex Smith, whatever. Trey Lance, let's go. He's got the tools. He's got the teammates. Let's get it done. I think it can happen. I really do. And I'm not just saying it because I'm a 49er fan. I mean, I'm happy <laughs> I'm a 49er fan, but I'm being real. The bottom line to this whole thing is, is that Trey Lance can do the things to get us over the hump that Jimmy G simply cannot. That's the bottom line. That's all I'm saying. And I think that anybody who watches the games, and especially if you're a 49er fan, you know this to be true. All right. I want to end it there. Um, I got a lot going on this week real quick. Uh, tomorrow is Monday. I'm going to be doing Nick Ficarelli's show as he uh, comes back to the podcasting game. I also have the Power 32 podcast with Derek Havens. We're going to talk some AFC East, but especially Patriots. I have a lot of questions about Bill Belichick and how long he's going to be there and how great he really is and just a lot of stuff you know just it, it, it should be interesting this guy's really big uh with the pats fourth and two so that should be cool we got the roof of sport uh, the, listen i mean the third and three podcast so many third and three podcasts coming up on wednesday with my partners Nick and damien and then on thursday we're going fantasy crazy on the power 32 podcast as uh, mike henry comes in fantasy central one 
All right. Yes. Verified. Accredited guy. So we're going to bring him on in. We're going to talk a lot of fantasy football and hopefully help you out with your draft. Get you ready because it is time. It's coming. I got three myself and I plan on winning every single league. Every one of them. All right. So I've shared my strategies with you. Also, if you'd like to hear the strategy, go to thirdand3podcast.com and read it, I should say. The Hitchhiker's Guide to Fantasy Football. It is my seven rules for drafting a fantasy football team. It has worked for me. I promise it'll work for you. But one thing I can't promise is who's going to get injured. So can't hold me accountable for that. But I will tell you how to make a great draft happen and have it last throughout the season. Anyway, thanks for hanging with me. All you diehard Niner fans out there, especially, I'd love to hear back from you, your thoughts on Trey Lance, what I said, what he can do, what Jimmy Garoppolo can't do, or do you think the other way? Love to hear it. All right, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace.